Hello and welcome to episode 262 of the Spitballing Pod. This is the Christmas special 2021. Plenty were clamouring to be on this episode, um, Sean included, but the four of us have been strong through the year. Also, I don't know how many faces you can have on Zoom at the same time, so that was a uh, slight hindrance, but we won't have too many voices chiming in. Everyone here, we're just going to go 3MP style, which uh, TK will be accustomed to. I've got as minimal notes as I've had for any standard podcast this year, and we will just see where the wind takes us. What I do have to kick us off with is our uh, news of the season. So uh, not necessarily this year, but Christmas-themed headlines uh, from the last couple of years, only about six or seven, I think. Um, If your Spotify has updated by now, I'll ask, and I'll be like one of those YouTube creators, and ask you if you could rate us on Spotify, only if you're going to rate us five stars, ideally. Um, If you're not, then keep going (laughs) past. Uh, Yeah, no, we won't take four, Alex, because (laughs) that bumps us down. We need straight five stars luck on iTunes. Yeah, that'll help us pump up a bit more. I'm hoping that this will be on SoundCloud as well, which will be coming to an end. Um, Their terms aren't very favourable to us, and uh, we're moving on to pastures new. So a good relationship. It was, it was. So we'll stop updating there. Switch over. I've not known anyone yet that has SoundCloud but doesn't have iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, any of those other ones. So hopefully, if you want to listen to us, then you should still be able to. Anyway, news of the season to kick off with. um, And this is from four days ago, actually. Um, A South African family found a four-foot venomous snake lurking in their Christmas tree. Um, They wondered what their cat was looking at. And uh, yeah, venom is one of the most venomous snakes in South Africa. Was just uh, writhing around in their tree. <laughs> that cat was like that, that. cat was like, guys, you you seeing this? <laughs> when we found our cat in our Christmas tree once, and that was a shock. Let alone a venomous <laughs> snake. This was when they were kids. <clears throat> um, stories like that. It's the same as Australia. It just doesn't entice me to go to anywhere where the creepy corners are big. All those venomous snakes. No, exactly. Uh, police shut down Christmas Mall kiosk after intoxicated Santa, Mrs. Claus and Elf had a threesome in public. I mean, we need to get some clarification on the age of this Elf, if he's just a small person. I just think they're killing the Christmas, they're killing the Christmas spirit. <laughs> I think that was in Texas, which may tell you a lot, I'm not sure. Uh, Christmas service. Christmas service accidentally prints words to Tupac's Hail Mary instead of Christmas Carol. I thought that may have been from last year. Uh, SWAT negotiator ends standoff by singing White Christmas. That's how Die Hard should have ended. That is a great ultimate ending, isn't it? Yeah. You should just try and reenact it now, just see if we can get it approved. Well, I did think um, we could have gone through a Band-Aid, but rather than Fairytale of New York this year, that seems to be the one that's drumming up more controversy, so... We'll stay clear of that. That could get us some one-star reviews. <laughs> uh, volunteers give away free marijuana joints to the homeless on Christmas Eve in Denver. What well, a lovely idea. And a priest was suspended. Isn't going the way you think this is. Uh, <laughs> for, for riding a hoverboard up the aisles during Christmas Eve Mass. So this was about three years ago. (laughs) So you said hoverboard, I was concerned. Well, they ruled... Of all the controversy, 
But yeah, of all the controversy, I think, like, and it gets suspended for that, and all the other stuff that's going on. I think it's done pretty well. They've got the priority. They've got a strict no hoverboard well. policy. Yeah. Um, we mentioned White Christmas there. Um, we could have done this on our New Year's pod, but I'll do it now. Um, Spotify Wrapped has been out. It seems to have come out earlier this year. Um, mm. I did ask Alex if he could prepare this. The only thing I asked, and he said his was personal. <laughs> what? So, uh, unless he's changed his mind, we'll be skipping. No, no, him, no. Uh, I've got uh, mine. I've got my. I've got mine ready. All right, Alex. Uh, let's have a guess. Actually, Jack, try and guess Alex's most played artist this year. You won't get it. Um. Elton John, I feel like you're definitely an Elton, Elton John. Elton John? Yeah. I, I no many would have been on Coldplay. Although, I, I, although yeah. Elton John and Delipa, that song is a is a banger. But, uh, <laughs> but no, no, you're right. You, you're both wrong and it's not Coldplay. Coldplay didn't make the top 20. Any additional guests, TK, before we ask Alex? Coldplay would have been in there. Something like 1975 or Two Door Cinema Club. Nah, nah, not even close. He's going to say he shares with his mum, isn't he? <laughs> nah, no, I'm the only one. I'm the only one who has Spotify in my family. If uh, I, if I can, if yeah, I can change my guess, I reckon it might be Sam Fender. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no not even close. Yeah. The weekend, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I know Jack, so I'll ask Alex if he can guess Jack's most played artist. It's like the most unsurprising one ever. Uh, we'll go, I don't know. Are you still Grebo? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, at heart, I would say I am, yeah. Linkin Park? <laughs> uh, I, I never liked Linkin Park. It's weird. I was always ostracised for that. But... Uh, not a clue. You're, you're, on the, you're on the right lines, just not... Maybe the horizon? No, nah, not quite that, no. Go on, Jack. It's Blink 182. Still, uh, still going strong. Still a staple part of my musical diet. Uh, well, TK put his on his Instagram stories, so it depends if Alex or Jack paid any attention to that. I don't no. think I've seen it. It did catch me off guard, so I don't think you'll it, guess it. It caught me off guard, don't worry. <laughs> I was a bit surprised. Do you want to throw you? a guess out there? Kanye West? Kanye West? No. Are we allowed to narrow down these guesses a little bit? Are we no, to just have a quick guess or we'll be on this forever. <laughs> Britney Spears. Britney. No, no Britney. Oh, that's the correct initial, Jack. Oh. Correct initials? First initial. Daniel yeah. Beddingfield. <laughs> I wouldn't know, not with the initials. Correct initials, Britney Spears. There's a B. Uh, uh, <laughs> I thought you said correct initial. So I this just is like when we used to play the name game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought Zoom would actually sort the audio out, but Alex is still somehow louder on Zoom as well as uh, Spotify. I don't know, whatever headphones or speaker it is that he has, it's I'm just insane. Just talented. Come on, TK, you'll have to reveal to him. Uh, oddly, it was the Beatles. Wow. I listened, that I, listened to a fair bit. I listened to a fair bit, but I didn't realise they'd be my most played artist. I never, never really got into the Beatles. No, I, I was a late bloomer on it, but once I did, I was... He's taking this I, Liverpool fandom. This, I, I, this run, basically, is a little bit like uh, when Conte won the league with Chelsea. You know, that 10-week <laughs> spell where they have, yeah. where they just blitz. 
I basically, I think I just had a 10, 10 week run like that, and that's nice. won me the uh, that's won the league for them this year. Yeah, I, I remember. I think I went for a work team meeting in Liverpool. We stayed in a hard days night hotel, which is like a Beatles themed hotel. There was just a massive photo. I think it was Ringo Starr above my bed, and we went out to John, John Lennon was on the pavement outside. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> um, and then you got the Cabin Club, which is like around the corner, which is like a Beatles themed. I think it's like renowned, isn't it? The Cabin Club. We went there, yeah. and it was just hell on earth. It was just Beatles, too much Beatles. It was Beatle overload, which couldn't take. Yeah. It. Yeah, it was just going to be a tourist going there just for that. Do I need to ask you to guess mine? I feel like I put it on my Instagram as well. I don't think I... Kanye. Yours, but it would be Kanye. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It? Yeah. Top 1% again. Um, and then I'll go straight to um, Jack. Is there any particular weird song ended in your most played or not? Yeah, I mean, there are two. Um, one, I think you may have inspired the one that ended up in mine. Yeah, I mean, there's two that I didn't expect to be there. One is a random one called Pepper by the Butthole Surfers. Um, if, if you've never listened to it, listen to it. I was it. Alex's yeah. number one played artist this year. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a brilliant song. Um, and then Love Story by Taylor Swift. I think Love Story, Love Story by Taylor Swift is actually a decent tune. <laughs> If you if you have oh, it yeah. in, yeah, have yeah, it in isolation, agree. if you have it in isolation, comes on in the car. You know what? You're getting into it no matter what. I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh because I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm, what I've got is not better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Jack may have mentioned during one of our lockdown podcasts, and um, some of "Thank You" by Dido ended up in uh, in mine. And um, <laughs> I say snuck in. It was somehow my second most played of the year. So I must have rinsed it, I must have rinsed it to, to some extent. I, I, I'm in a similar boat. I'm in a similar boat with mine. Go on. You can respect this, Luke. Uh, but uh, I, I've got to give a bit of context. So uh, have, you, have any of you seen that promising young woman? Uh, that was San Antonio. In... That, huh? That's a sentence that got a lot of, a lot of people in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> Let's what? clarify this. She was a promising young woman. Yeah, it was the film. But anyway, we, we were no. watching the film Promising Young Woman, which was, I think was a Sky original. And um, it was good. But there's a scene in there where um, the boyfriend of the main character starts singing in a cassette store, uh, All the Stars Are Blind by Paris Hilton. And she's like, who's, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I, as that scene was going, I was like, banger. And I'm starting to lip it as well. And my and my missus turned and looked at me in the exact same way and was like, "What on earth is this?" And I was like, "Don't you know the two? Don't you know the two best Paris Hilton songs?" And I was like, no, "My my one was my. It wasn't oh. Stars Are Blind. It was um, uh, Nothing in This World, which is Banner. Yeah. Banner. Great song. That Great song, made right. it. That actually made it into my top three because <laughs> she wants to listen to it all the time now because she finds it hilarious when I lip sync it." Well, probably about year nine, I would say. Um, probably around that time. I think I'd um, just just moved on from uh, Kira Knightley when there was obviously a, a theme at the time, uh, that Pirates of the Caribbean poster I used to have in my room, uh, and then moved on to uh, Paris Hilton, I think after maybe seeing that uh, music video uh, for the first time and mentioning it at school and someone breaking my heart telling me that she'd been getting dogged out all over the internet 
uh, <laughs> and and I remember someone that I used to sit next to in IT um, actually going on Wikipedia um, and having a look to try and prove that this was the case and um, having to search up and find out what a fellatio meant because uh, he was reading about Paris Hilton at the time um, and so that was a dark day but nothing in this world that's one of those classic American ones where um, there was no kid that was just slightly bullied like you either nothing at all or your head was being flushed down a toilet <laughs> there was like no the only lanky bully the only lanky kid that was bullied in America is the kid in Drill but Taylor because otherwise you had to be able to be able to be crammed into a locker it seems <laughs> Um, TK, any uh, strange one outline for you? I'm continually amazed that your sort of thing that you thought Paris Hilton was some sort of like shrinking violet until you, you went to a Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, real shame. Some, there, there are a few kind of random ones that are clearly uh, sort of summer or football based. I think my most actual individual played song was Who's Got the Bag by the Streets. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the, the Grealish song was far too high up there, really. A song that is basically just Jack Grealish. Yeah. <laughs> um, on there? Very, very random. Uh, in a football playlist I had on there, all the usual ones like Three Lines and all that. But I also had uh, Glad All Over, which the Crystal they play at Crystal Palace. But I, rather than the actual version, I got the version sang by the Crystal Palace squad for the 1990 <laughs> FA Cup final. Very niche. That is awfully niche, I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, incredibly niche, but better than the original. So they obviously had great voices in that in that squad, even if they weren't the best at football. After mentioning um, Paris Hilton, I must have mentioned um, her around the house before, because um, uh, that that Christmas it was misinterpreted and I was actually bought her album. Um, <laughs> so I opened that as a Christmas present that year. Um, I don't think there's any two, misinterpretation there. I think that's just, had the two, just had the two songs. Um, my most played this year was uh, Please, Please Let Me Get What I Want by the Smiths after doing the Ferris Bueller podcast, essentially, where the initial jingle was just stuck in my head. And it's only like a two minute song. So, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't know even who the members of uh, the Smiths were until we did the Ferris Bueller podcast. Like I'd heard of Morrissey, et cetera, before, but I had no clue that's who they were. I only was messaging. TK the other week because I didn't really understand why Morrissey was such a almost renowned hated bloke. I'm still a little unsure. Like I've seen a couple of interviews where it's like, okay, this makes sense. But when you see stuff and it's like, uh, he says that Jamie Oliver should be fed to his kids. Um, he doesn't yeah. like politicians. It's like, I've seen the most outrageous things compared to some, but. There's a lot to agree with him on. Just, just a lot well, I just saw an interview with him where he's being like shitty to Jonathan Ross. And I think, I'd probably be the same if I was trapped and had to do an interview with Jonathan Ross as well. <laughs> he's saying, like, Jonathan Ross, I didn't quite make me cry. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, it wasn't that good. So, Why is this going to make me want to be trapped to you? <laughs> make me want to be your mate. But there you it's go. what you say about the movie, but there was definitely an influence on some of the ones I had. Uh, what's the song in, um, what's the song in True Romance? It's not even a, yeah. it's not, there's no lyrics to it. I no. had that one now. I'd obviously just yeah. played that a lot. That was just in my yeah. head for ages after he did that pod. Keenan got quite angry because I kept voice noting him, just the little jingle, but I was singing along to it. <laughs> and I think one time he said, yeah, this is enough now. <laughs> Drawing a line. All right, if we move on then to um, Christmas dinner around the world, I think we hinted at this last year, uh, hinted at this last year with um, 
KFC and uh, how big they are around Christmas uh, in Japan. But KFC was again the link. I was just sat thinking the other day, like, has anyone ever tried a Christmas dinner with KFC gravy? Because that must be phenomenal if so. Oh, it looks like it should go. The roast potatoes and that. Oof. Oof. I mean, exactly. I, has anyone had the, um, crisp, the festive burger at KFC yet? No, it doesn't do I it mean, for me. I haven't braved that, no. I think I'm going to have to give it a go. But obviously it does. You, you know my opinions on the KFC gravy. Yeah, we don't need to get into that again. Of all the things it, said on this pod, this, uh, that we, could be the thing that gets us done. It's, yeah, I, yeah, let's just not go there. We could do the old episode on it. Well, it, it varies around the world. And a lot of places actually have their Christmas meal on Christmas Eve. So then Christmas Day can be spent with the family, no one having to worry about cooking, uh, doing the presents, playing with the presents, all of this kind of thing. And a lot more, a lot of other places are more religious than they are over here. So that takes up more of the day than doing your 15 minutes in church at midnight. Um, in Argentina, which is again on Christmas Eve, they have a, a roast suckling pig, uh, mince pies, uh, and something called a vitel tone, which is um, sliced veal with a uh, creamy tuna mayo sauce. It described that for um, our palates over here. So not the most endearing, but maybe it's one of, like Americans get freaked out by beans on toast, which seems an odd thing in the grand context. Um, in the Czech Republic, many people fast the day of Christmas Eve to then make Christmas Day and the feast then far more enjoyable. Um, they have some sweet Christmas bread as food during the day um, and then save up for a big dinner in the evening. This will start with like a fish soup or like a mushroom risotto, um, a main course that typically consists of fried carp and potato salad. So say, very I'm not different. Sold. I'm not sold at all on that. Glad you starved yourself a day for that. <laughs> uh, Jamaicans, they uh, take pride in um, cooking and making Christmas, obviously to share with the family. Curry goat, the main dish. Uh, roast beef or chicken stew, curry chicken may also be on the table. Rice and peas is a common uh, one, of course, and then rum punch is really the uh, highlight of Christmas Day. Um, Christmas Eve dinner in Lithuania traditionally includes 12 dishes, all meatless, including several herring dishes with carrots, beets, apples or mushrooms. And the table will also have sauerkraut and dumplings with various fillings. Yeah, I mean, you know when sometimes you're a bit envious of other countries, like, oh, I wish we had to over here. <laughs> but this, I'm not hearing anything that's rivaling <laughs> our roast. Eastern European cuisine is different. Yeah. The Philippines, they have a, a sweet feast. They have a Christmas ham sweetened with honey, um, crispy roasted pig in a uh, with a caramelised skin, um, sweet spaghetti served in a sugar-sweetened tomato sauce. That sounds a bit more... I've got sweet teeth, so I'm all over that. I told you. In uh, Japan, they have to order their KFC weeks in advance to secure their meals on their Christmas Day as part That's of an advertising true. campaign that just went mental in 1974 and kicked off a tradition. Um, in gosh. Norway, in Norway, you can expect to find a whole steamed sheep's head on the menu with uh, the ear. I thought he said sheep's head then. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> what's, he, what's he done over there? That's not a delicacy anywhere. Highly um, possible the, though. The ear and eye is meant to be eaten first while the brain is taken out and then boiled or fried. 
said, he's all sound like bush tucker trials. Like, <laughs> why can't you just sit down and have a nice <laughs> roast potatoes, you know, some chicken or turkey? Well, we'll move on. <laughs> on December the 8th, TK, um, I saw you retweeting, don't need to be too worried, a uh, tweet from uh, Jason Akondai, who said, the two years I had an office job is when I deeped how important the work Christmas party is to British people. That's their yearly Met Gala. Um, how have people found the last two years without them? If you have been without them, I know some places still went ahead this year. Can't say um, I have. Yeah, I can't say that I've missed them, really, because you're always on edge, really, because... You, you told me you were going out for beers with Tyson Fury. I mean, that didn't happen, obviously, because of COVID. Um, <laughs> no, this isn't that, a made-up story. I said to Jeff, no, but going his, to... his that didn't happen. <laughs> like, you might <laughs> have so, to mention so Essentially, there's one of our customers at work. I took him to Chelsea United, and he's got his mates with Tyson Fury's promoter. He owns a sports arena in Cardiff. And um, he, Tyson Fury did, like, a meet and greet there. I was supposed to go, but I was at Warehouse Project the day before. So then I'd have to have dry, driven back on very little sleep from Manchester back to Gloucester then to Cardiff I just thought you know what I don't want to be I'm meeting Tyson I don't want to be meeting Tyson Fury in that state either like just, just Jack, barely alive Jack, Jack took that over a day at the Women's FA Cup final with me if you can believe that Blimey <laughs> um, So I was I was looking back to mine I think we've all told various stories on here before some I wouldn't retell um, but the, the idea of free drink is essentially the thing that, that, that goes a long way. Um, the one that we had um, when I was at the place that runs with the Schmackpitter um, essentially was in this tiny little hotel lobby um, in Cheltenham, but they kind of got away with it by the fact that there was just some free drink. And I state some quite clearly because it wasn't like a free bar. It was essentially they had like a big ice bucket or like an ice uh, kind of piece with some bottles surrounded around it and you really realize how scummy some people are when they're taking like two three drinks at a time basically they know this isn't lasting all night <laughs> and if you didn't like Budweiser or that kind of bottled beer you really were screwed I'll acknowledge you had to be basically what you had to do you had to go you drink the WKD and the wine first because you know the women are never going to go for the beer so you get those out of the way and you're just left with beers that they're never going to drink. So that's brilliant. You want to talk about scumbags? They were quite good though. Those parties. There's something weird about seeing the people you see five days a week For outside sure. of the office. People you would never see doing anything particularly outlandish, or they absolutely wrecked. Is <laughs> just hilarious. It's it's kind of what makes you know like a. Uh, Films like The Hangover or whatever, or, or actual real life version of like a stag do, where you see certain people that are like these people would never be together, but for whatever reason, for this night alone, they've got together and something's going to happen. Even like, and I, I mean this in the nicest way possible, some women just look like different people when they've spent 15 minutes sprucing themselves up. Oh, you've made that minutes. sound really nice. Congratulations. Well, I mean, yeah. there's people who do look <laughs> I like... I would hate for us to look like pigs, so I'm glad. There's people who completely different people that, look, may, maybe Alex wouldn't look twice that in the office in the day, but when it comes to his work's Christmas party, he might be double-taken. Because they've had no quotes to bruise themselves up in the 15 minutes. Yeah. 
Is, is that not part of the pizzazz of the office Christmas party? Do you yeah, think I, would deny it. I wouldn't deny that. I reckon blokes should look worse, you know, because obviously at work, if you work in an office, chances are you're wearing a suit or like a variation of. Whereas there's some blokes out there that the dress sense is pretty questionable. <laughs> like mum still buys the trousers types. And they do have that face. You know, then lads on Geordie Shore where their necks would be like down here on their shit. Shit of their chest there. Like, that was a really interesting phase because you'd get like the out of shape kids just following the craze and it just looking like cleavage. I, I stood well clear of those shirts. When they added them in with uh, like thick brown boots and I never understood this as a thing for blokes wearing the equivalents of like Timberland boots on nights out with some like cargo trousers. I can't get my head around this. And you like, with one of those low cut tops, like a blazing squad like audition. <laughs> it, was just, it was like just walking into uh, River Island and doing like a Tasmanian devil spin and just walking <laughs> out with whatever ended up on you. <laughs> with with things being free though, like people go mental just over the prospect of being free. I remember seeing girls filling up their uh, little handbags. I don't know if there's some specific name for them with like mini sausage rolls and like scotch eggs just because they were free to take them what? away and then take like an Instagram story eating them in a nightclub or something like We know a different but story about a man with a scotch egg or a woman with a scotch egg. We do. Um, they were, they, 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 didn't eat, they don't sound very inventive. They didn't have a handbag. I, I do um, want to hear this. A club. Hear this we did it on here. We did it on here. The, yeah, the yeah. It's got Jake's and they took them out on damage. And they, yeah, yeah, that was the amazing thing. Incredible. Tika, you've been at the same buildings, Christmas parties. I do gather they put a bit more of a budget behind them as time went on. Fluctuates, to be honest. There's been a few. One place where they didn't put any budget up, so they took it to like a working men's club. <clears throat> And uh, they've got thrown out of said working men's club and banned from it, which I feel like that's them going because they probably <laughs> see some things in that. Yeah. Jack, you the, the, won't say who you work for, but you were uh, free drinks shouldn't be an issue with who no. you have worked for. So I imagine you must have seen some sights at your Christmas parties. I mean, the, the biggest sight I think I've seen at a Christmas party was. Um... What's his name? Mark Clattenburg. Uh, we, we, had a, we had a Christmas party. There are booking people for drug yeah, behaviour. The company I worked for at the time was sponsoring St George's Park. So we all had like a room at St George's Park. He's narrowed himself down here, I'll be honest. Yeah. And then <laughs> uh, we're not going to name this company. Yeah. So he doesn't just, work for him anymore, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we all turned up and there was like a referees conference on the same day as our Christmas party. Oh, and we got like... All of the big rats got like Mike Dean, you got like Clattenburg, also before he went off to Saudi Arabia, all sat around this like sofa as we walk in. And we we're like, if it was for footballers, you'd be all over it trying to get selfies. You're like, I, I hate you. Like, literally, <laughs> I, I think it was like not long after a really shit performance at Stamford Bridge from Mark Clattenburg. It might be Chelsea United, uh, yeah, Chelsea United when Torres got sent off for, like the faintest of. Uh, touches on John O'Shea I think it was 
And I was like, do I go out to him and say something? He's like, no, nah, he's not <laughs> worth it. I'm trying to make he's a joke here. I'm sure you did get a picture with him. No, I took a photo of it. I'm sure I've seen a Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going to see a picture from you of him. Just, like, who's going to believe that I am Mark Blackburn? Just, I saw him earlier, just sat on the sofa in front of me. I mean, if you were lying about it, it'd be real odd. I mean, <laughs> 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 at St George's Park, of all the players that go there, Mark Clattenberg is the hill that I die on. <laughs> yeah. You did it, Jack, didn't they? He's talking about Clattenberg again. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how you, how you feel about this and whether you think it's kind of a uh, fair game. I remember at one of these um, Christmas parties, there was a, there was a lad that um, really didn't drink much at all. And before you made a joke about me, it was for religious reasons. And he must have had about two or two or three. And I saw him at um, the bar there, calling people over, saying, "Whatever anyone anyone wants, I'm paying. I'll get anyone a drink here." And I saw people that had never spoken to him a day in their lives, queuing up, <laughs> asking for things. Oh, and God. I put a stop to it, and I told him, "Put put your card away. You're not doing this." There was people. But I didn't even think worked there. That was somehow there, <laughs> asking for like whiskey and things like this to be put on his card. And I'm sure we've all been in a situation where you've woken up and you've looked at your balance and thought, "Price, the can't all have been for me." I don't know. That's who, most likely for me. You've been taking advantage, but I don't. There's fair game, I think. Maybe whether it's your mates, even then, I think, Christ, that's a that's a bit rough. Like the anxiety I get sometimes of just waking up and oh, oh no, oh, we have anxiety. Anxiety, I get it big time. The fear, the beer fear. You must have heard of that after already. nobody oh, reacted. Li- li- yeah, but I said Antonio context earlier, and nobody even blinked. <laughs> like, I didn't hear that. No, <laughs> I would, yeah. I would have chuckled for you. But um, yeah, I mean, the worst ones obviously working for companies that I work for where. But beer is just everywhere, pretty much. So there's always a scene. Something always happens. Like we nick each other's company cards and buy ridiculous stuff on them. Mine, in the last Christmas team meeting a couple of weeks ago, I, I looked at my statement next down my company card. It's like a hundred quid bottle of champagne. It's somewhere just <laughs> got on there. Like, I've taken this down um, that I found on an old uh, Reddit thread. And there's a news article actually to corroborate this story. And um, it goes to show how Christmas parties can go wrong. So um, if, I, if I read this to you, um, this guy says, I became friends with this guy at high school when we were 15. He was the guy who made me realise there are a lot smarter people than me in this world. He would effortlessly get top marks in all classes and this continued through university where he graduated with honours. He started his career already up the ladder in a major financial company as an advisor. I went into IT. Nearing the end of our first year working, he set me up with a girl from his office. Nice girl. We all went to his work Christmas party. Hawaiian theme, faux grass skirts were supplied. Needless to say, many drinks were drunk and my friend was in a practical joke mood. He spotted two colleagues, male and female, who were both in separate relationships, enter the men's restroom. He tapped me on the shoulder, pointed at them walking in with a cheeky grin and followed them. I stayed outside trying to impress this girl with my drunken banter. I heard a scream from the toilet and I thought, haha, what's he done? I need to check this out. I opened the restroom door. Nothing could have prepared me for what I was about to see. (laughs) The couple had entered a cubicle and had apparently were talking excitedly when my friend snuck into the next cubicle and thought it would be funny if he reached under the wall with a lighter and lit their grass skirts. It wasn't. 
I opened the restroom door. My friend was at the wash basin with the most terrified, scared, mind-blowing look on his face, pouring water into his hands and throwing it at what I could see was a fire just out of view. (laughs) The blood immediately rushes from my face. I feel weak as I take three steps back to see what is on fire around the corner. There's two bodies riding on the floor. Flames (laughs) have engulfed the lower halves of their bodies. They're frantically trying to put out the fire with their arms. The sprinkling of water is doing nothing to help. I turn, crawl to the door, open it and let out a blood-curdling fire, fire, fire. I see a jacket on the back of a chair, muster up all my strength, grab it and run into the restroom and throw it over the girl's head and body, trying to put out the fire. Somewhat successfully, the rest is just a blur. The guy died that night. The girl was in hospital for six months and my friend got two years in prison. The sight has haunted me ever since and I can still smell it. And that can be corroborated uh, online. Jesus, what? So I was expecting like a light-hearted, oh my God, this is funny. <laughs> so was I when I started reading. That's very bleak. That's very it was, bleak. It was, a, it, was a, it was an American thread, and I feel like after what I said about Texas earlier, it might be a bit harsh. But it was essentially um, what awful thing happened at your Christmas party. And it's a lot of people saying, oh, we had two bottles before we even went to the night out. I got so drunk and made a fool of myself and had to apologise the next morning at work. I'm just buried halfway down. There's a comment from a guy saying, did I not see something earlier about someone saying his friend murdered someone at a Christmas party? <laughs> someone in the comments posted a link to the screenshot. And yeah, that story's there. That can be corroborated if you want to look it up. You can find the news story about that. Jesus. See, um, like, see. There's, pra- there's practical jokes and they're setting someone on fire. Um, <laughs> well, I, I saw this when I was about, when I had a question prepared for TK, where we used to do the uh, statements. And I was going to say, the party is deter- the quality of the party is determined by your loosest employee. You need someone willing to set the tone. And I don't know if you agree with that, but also <laughs> I don't know how that ties in with the story that I was then going to follow it with. I mean, I there is, there I is a, that. yeah, there is a video going around on Twitter at the moment of that naked middle-aged bald man. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just there's always one that takes it too far, and you just see the lot, looks of the onlookers just in sheer horror, just covering their eyes. <laughs> yeah, so. Very, uh, very bleak. So while we were in sick form, Alex, you were serving time. Um, and now we've just exonerated him with the story. Yeah. That's how we got him on the podcast. We heard that. <laughs> get him on. Thought he'd have some stories and then really that was, that was the only one he's given us. Um, <laughs> they don't call me the pyromancer you, anymore. <laughs> would you say, um, as a business, you're better not to throw a Christmas party and to throw a shit one all the other way around. I think, like, the shit one's a cop-out, isn't it? Because you engineer the... Well, you can tell the company's engineered the scenario to not get out of hand. So it's like they'll give you half the night and then if you want to carry it on, you've got to go somewhere else off either company grounds or, like... I remember there's been times when I used to work... I think it, like... An electronics cha- chain, let's say, when I was when I was a 16, 17-year-old... Where they put like five hundred pound behind the bar at Copa in Cheltenham, and there was like thirty-eight to forty employees that were going. So five hundred pound doesn't last a long time with that amount of people. Mm. So you ended up getting able to get like one or two drinks, and then it's like right, we've done our bit, and I'll fuck off essentially. 
And the, last, the last one I went to didn't have uh, a real DJ as after the first half an hour, everything was karaoke. Oh. And it was just incredibly rough the whole night. That's a night really before it even starts, isn't it, really? Like, you get a few yeah, a lot of people taking it properly seriously as well. Even worse. Yeah. Having said that, though, if, if you're a company, you got to know your employees. If you put on something that you think is really nice and then they just trash the gas and uh, are an absolute disgrace, you think, mm. why did I bother? I should have just shoved them in a bar. Um, next question. Um, I'll ask you first, TK. Um, if your kid gets on the Polar Express, can you be considered a good parent? I, absolutely not. I, I, I mean, I, a confession here, I've not actually watched the Polar Express, but you're putting your kid yeah, on the yeah. train. You're putting your kid on the yeah. train, right? And then yeah. see you later. No, no, the they, so the parent has nothing to do with it. If you're some, the, the, the kid you're essentially putting... is, no, no, if your kid gets on, can you be considered, should you be considered a good parent? The kid hears a train outside his house. He goes outside. A bloke says, we're going to the North Pole. And they just jump on. No, I mean, I think if the kid's told, look, don't go see the guy in a white van. Definitely don't go to the guy in the train telling you you're going to the North Pole. Definitely <laughs> not. They are yeah. just as untrustworthy. Yeah, if, if, a if a train pulls up outside your house with no train tracks visible, <laughs> you have to question yourself and question your motives a little bit. There's so a you strong chance you yeah. and the kid have been drugged, so you're not yeah. getting out straight away. But they, they probably make it. It's probably like a man disguised as a train, because if they go into a police station and say, a man turned up outside a house in a magical train and said he's taking us to the North Pole, and there's dancing waiters and we span over ice on a frozen lake, the police are going to be sat thinking, right, yes, that didn't happen. So the, the crazier you go with it, the more you're going to get away with it, probably. I watched you... this again earlier to get in the Christmas spirit. Um, Tom Hanks. So what if Tom Hanks actually get on a train? Does that help? Situation? Depends if, depends if the rumours are true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, at the same time, the police. Imagine sitting down and saying, Tom Hanks was the conductor on this magical train that turned up outside my house. That's not, that's, they're definitely not believing you there. Originally, <laughs> with that film, um, Tom Hanks was going to go full Norbit and play every single character in the film. And then apparently after about two days, he said, yeah, this is a bit much. <laughs> and they had, to get other, they had to get other people in to do some of the voice acting. Who the um, thought playing every character is a bit too much work? <laughs> I mean, he still plays five in the film. That's all right. Good luck film. I think my mum took me to the cinema to see that. Yeah, I feel like I should have watched it. It feels like it's one of those Christmas sounds. Kevin Hart did that in Get Hard, so... Have you seen every Get character? Hard? Have you seen Get Hard? He doesn't play every character in Get Hard because Will Ferrell's seen, there with him. Have you? Have you not seen the scene I, in, I the, in the yard where? Trade, I'm sure it's Will Ferrell. You're not. Do you not remember the yard scene where he's pretending to be each of the categories of the uh, the members of the jail? You're not playing every character in the film. I don't know. That's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Messing around. Uh, go. We, we, we'll move on. We'll move on. There's too much of a niche, too much of a niche film to uh, use the example because I think there was at least a split second where all of us thought, did he play every character in the film? <laughs> <laughs> he made a great Will Ferrell placement. I didn't know he could act so well. You've seen Polar Express, haven't you, Alex? I can bank on that. I have, but I can barely remember it. Clearly, your household isn't Christmassy enough. 
All right, what we've done here is I've gone um, the style that we did probably a couple of years back on the podcast, and I've found some of the worst rated Christmas films on IMDb, and I do have the synopsis for you. And at the end of it, if you tell me the one you'd be most likely to uh, sit and watch. Um, the title alone here, uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians from 1964. Uh, the Martians kidnap Santa Claus because there is nobody on Mars to give their children presents. I mean, that does, I mean, you've got a good base there. It's just the, just the execution, maybe, that's lacking. Yeah, I don't know how good that was in 1964. Yeah. You could, there's you could one that I don't have. Go on. You can feel there's a, you know, a deeper meaning, there's a deeper message in there, so it ticks one of the Christmas film boxes. There's one which um, I haven't watched yet. I do have it saved to watch this Christmas, and it's got Chuck Norris in it. I think it's called the like, Operation Christmas. The poster's him in, like, a commando vest, and he's, like, fighting against I think it's like the Chinese to save Christmas because for some reason the Chinese would want to take Christmas away from America um, (laughs) sounds about right that's what it is and it looks like it could just be sensational Um, one I have actually seen uh, Deck the Halls 2006 Uh, Matthew Broderick is in this with Danny DeVito I actually watched it last night I watched it last night I was about to say Joe Pesci and then I thought it's not Joe Pesci so there we go yeah, two neighbours have it out after one of them decorates his house for the holidays so brightly that they can be seen from space. So, is that actually one of the worst rated Christmas films? What's... It is, yeah. I think it's yeah, got like it. a, I think it's got a 4.6. Jesus. No, yeah, I, I watched it last it was, night. I thought it was that bad when I saw it, but no. it was certainly wouldn't. It's not one I've got on my Christmas rotation. No. Did you stumble upon this, Jack, or did you go out your way to watch it? No, we were just flicking through Netflix. I had dinner with my parents. We were just like, Mitch, well, like me, this... he saw Matthew Broderick and got charmed. Well, no, I, I saw Matthew Broderick and I was like, that's the guy that murdered two people. <laughs> Disrespectful. <laughs> I did see there was a thread on um, the homepage of Reddit earlier and it says um, someone who is um, loved slash respected despite doing terrible things and um, someone's put Mark Wahlberg on there and there's all these people commenting and he said, well, I didn't know any of this. So I just, I've just watched the happening and uh, his performance in that was enough for me to write on here. <laughs> um, What's what some of the misdeeds of uh, Mark Wahlberg in Byron? Uh, he's got some race hate oh, acts of violence on his resume against the Vietnamese, I believe. Fair enough. Yeah, and I think it was, I think he took 9-11 out on someone, obviously someone that had nothing to do with it, and just the complete wrong race, ethnicity, or religion. It's like a microphone. It's not even just one. He's got, I think he's got like three against his name. I think he blinded someone. Uh, has he, hasn't, he, hasn't he been to prison? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Probably one of them, but you put it on his CV now and people that see it as realism to his characters. Um, what would you have given Deck the Halls out of 10, Jack? If you could change the IMDb rating now, I personally. Know, I would have given it a strong six, like it was watchable, definitely. I, I thought, didn't think it was anything to write home about, but it's definitely not one of the worst that I've seen. There's one I saw a few years back. I think I may have mentioned it on um, last, year's, last year's episode. It's called like, Home for Christmas. And it's just about some kid trying to get home to Jessica Beale for Christmas. Um, Sandra. Cheese, I think. 
I think she's got a 17 in the film, so it doesn't have quite the same. But then he's 17 as well. And then at the end, his dad's like, you know what? Because you can make a got him for Christmas dinner, you can have my Ferrari. <laughs> oh my god, this is so nice. I did it. I didn't do it for that. I did it because I wanted to be a family for Christmas. I don't hate the car. It's fine. I don't think he does. He says like, "I'll take it when I home next Christmas." That's entitlement, that. <laughs> um, but the, the kid, I, I can't even think of the kid's name. They thought the kid was going to be huge, and this was going to be like his booster, and then it just did not happen. Um, the perfect holiday. A young girl turns to a department store Santa in the hopes that he will help find a new husband for her divorced mother. What can end badly now, you know? I feel like... Sounds like one of those rubbish films on Christmas 24 that all the women watch. There's the one... There's... You say that? All the women. These days? That's yeah. all we're going with. Literally, <laughs> there is a hundred percent, there is a hundred percent ratio of all the girls I know like the Christmas 24 channel and like to watch the that. films on the people there. You know. and they're, they're the ones that are the Hallmark films aren't they? They're called in America. Isn't that the one company yeah, that produces they're them? like They've got like, bare, like barely like they wouldn't be they're like third tier in av- like decent level film actors and they're, oh. it's the same storyline over and over again just a different cast and a slightly different location. I thought we'd gone back a few years and you were using bear as a descriptor. Bear <laughs> um, yeah, I think during the first year of COVID, um, that Hallmark channel made something like 34 Christmas films. Bearing in mind, it kicked in at what, like March time? Uh, we've just lost, Jack, just lost Jack's picture. I don't know. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, back. Um, elves, 1989. A young woman discovers that she's the focus of an evil Nazi experiment involving selective breeding and summoned elves. An attempt to create a race of supermen. She and two of her friends are trapped in a department store with an elf, and only, and only Dan Haggerty of the renegade loose cannon Santa Claus can save them. That sounds good. Turns his nose up a deck of halls, Jack. You mentioned Nazis, and Nazis all in. <laughs> it was the elves but okay maybe my favourite on the list um, A Bulldog for Christmas and this came out in 2013 on Christmas vacation a cynical college student is magically transformed into a bulldog until she learns the meaning of her family and the Christmas spirit <laughs> that may be the one I watch although Elfman, it came out in 2012. Um, an elf, played by Wee Man, is left behind by Santa to help rescue the Harper family from a lousy Christmas. The mm. elf and the family get more than they bargained for as the kids help the elf discover his special powers and true identity as a budding superhero. He was actually House Bullock. <laughs> help for the Harper family. I mean, yeah. There we go. If you had to see one of them, which would it be? I feel like Jack was all in on Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, but he has just seen Deck the Halls. Yeah, I think Santa Claus Conquers the Martians is up there. I do want to see these Nazi experiment elves. That does seem quite interesting. Oh, Chuck Norris. Was Chuck, Chuck Norris trying to no, say... No, that wasn't on there. That's, that's rated too highly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all in on a bulldog for Christmas. Yeah, I'm curious about the bulldog. 
Um, so what I have next, and one of the things to, uh, I'll say one of the last things, I've got a couple more things. Um, if you're on Twitter as much as I am, you've probably seen this week at least one person sharing one of these uh, tweets about, you know, it's taken me this long to finally understand the Grinch. And, uh, you know, I sympathise with him now for all of these kind of things. Have you seen those tweets popping up? Yeah. They're, they're becoming yeah. a, slowly becoming a bigger thing annually, aren't they? Yeah, so we're ignoring that. We're putting that to one side. And I've got a selection of Christmas films, and, and I'm going to ask you if you can understand the message behind the film or elements of the message uh, within them. And um, if we start with the uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, once again, to give a plug, me and Jack did interview the director last year. So if you want to go back and have a look at that, head to the Spitballing Pod uh, YouTube channel and you can find it there. Watched it again this year, Jack, and I think it aged better for me. I think I preferred it this year to when I watched it last year. I find Christmas films tend to do that a little bit. And then they can't be in fried. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I guess that because we've seen so many shocking things in film recently, <laughs> you, you didn't really appreciate it. But like, when you go back and read the reviews like, of, of the ones from the time, it's quite a shocking thing, wasn't it, for most people? <laughs> Um, so the first question I have here is um, could you imagine having your whole family under one roof for the holidays so in this film it's on the week leading up to Christmas and then the couple of days afterwards it's really weird for me because I've got such a small family is this in like in-laws as well um, well they, they have that in National yeah. Lampoons yeah so that's, that's what I was thinking um I literally have mum and my dad, and that's literally, I'm a sister. So it's kind of like normal for me anyway, to have everyone under one roof. Well, your sister's bloke could be there too. <clears throat> for the last five years, yeah, it's been there, yeah, so. Yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, and then your missus family has to come along as well. So all yeah, that, under one roof would, as well. That, that would be the interesting part. That would be more so interesting. I mean, not to be careful. So, but... and, well, I think this, is, this isn't just one day either. This is like upwards of a week. Yeah, that would be absolute chaos, actually. Upon reflection, I've got two small nephews as well, and uh, that would be absolute chaos. I don't want to be yeah, I, I, Christmas Day's a bit much for me. I mean, that, um, that for so. me, would, that would be one of those kind of break glass in case of emergency positive COVID. <laughs> Alex, can you understand uh, the thinking behind that? Is that something you could ever see yourself doing? Uh, I can. Um, just on the basis, like my family's not huge either. Um, and I, I've had experience with like big family holidays where we've got like a house somewhere and gone on holiday together. So got that sort of like experience of being in a house together for like a week. However, I know that particularly now that probably wouldn't want to be the way that most of the most people would want to do things there would be a lot of uh would be a lot of we had yeah, on. And i think every single person on the holiday said by the end of it never again yeah i think there'd be a bit of that there probably would be a bit we'd be treading on each other's toes people would be having a few short fuses by day the end of day one let alone a week <laughs> so we could have it could be like a big brother experience. We could all be at each other's throats before on Christmas Day, but maybe that's it. You, that's maybe that's the Christmas plot. You all fall out before Christmas Day, and then you all pull it back for a performance on Christmas Day. 
unless they kidnap the guy's boss and force him to give him a Christmas bonus. So uh, there we go. I think any time I've been around uh, your extended family, I've just seen Sean in one of your family's ears more than he's uh, speaking to any of us. He's Sean. He's yeah. not. Uh, he's. Popular. I'm going to say your uncle or your grandparent, maybe. Trying to get in with the Joneses. Uh, I don't know. I don't know any lessons. Um, TK, do you have a big family? Why is it? I mean, very tricky dynamic. If your uh, your parents are broken up, isn't it? Why is it my whole family <laughs> getting involved? Because we're going to have some weird dynamics for four or five days in. <laughs> <laughs> What even when I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking like even just all of one side. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's obviously you know problematic enough, isn't it? Um, Yeah, not really. Yeah, I don't really have a big time say like on my dad's side, for example. No, no, no. So we'll stick. I'll stick with you for the next one then. Um, Four Christmases. Yeah, the masterpiece that we watched um, last year um, with a great ending. can you understand the people that go on holiday for Christmas? Like, have you seen people you do that the, before? What did you say the film was? Four Christmases. Four Christmases. Yeah. So they go on holiday for Christmas and then uh, their flight gets delayed and they're sent back on the news. Yeah, I watched that the other day. watched that last weekend. Great film. What did you film. think of the ending, essentially, um, in the space of 20 minutes? Because Vince Vaughn thinks he's losing Reese Witherspoon. He says, you know what? We will have a kid. <laughs> I can, I can understand that. <laughs> I can understand that. Nice one coming to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen people to go on holiday for Christmas before? Because I remember seeing, there was a kid in our year, well, I think it was primary school that used to do it, and I've seen people like at work doing it previously, and it's always baffled me. Well, I've, I've known... I So my dad's best friend, um, his family, so they, they never, they've never had like a family Christmas dinner at a member of the family's house. They've always gone out for Christmas dinner, which I find weird enough. Uh, but I get it. I, I get the sentiment in terms of none of them want to cook. So you go out, but then you... you Make someone else cook. Yeah, you're basing on what's good. And they've had plenty of experiences which have not been up to scratch and it's been put a bit of a down on the day. But then they always go after that on Boxing Day, they go to the Canaries. So, I, but like, that's as close as I've ever seen somebody go on holiday for. But again, I don't really get, I don't really get that re- at all. I'm yeah, just, I, I, I agree. Like, when, if you're going somewhere cold, I can kind of understand it. Like, if you're going somewhere with snow, it kind of adds to the magic where, I, when I see Australians celebrating Christmas on the beach, like, I'm just like, what's going on there? How's that? How can they watch? Sit down and watch a Christmas movie. How do they get into the spirit? That must be odd. They, must they, be mu- odd. they must have their own like Christmas movies or something where well, like, different food. Yeah, I suppose. But what what I'm saying is, can you imagine like imagine sitting down in a Christmas jumper and eating a roast dinner in like, 40, forty degree heat. <laughs> <laughs> but you still like <laughs> the jumper. So I'm like, look, it's Christmas. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You'd sweat, you'd sweat that meal out as much as you were eating it. <laughs> Yeah. meat sweats are kicking in as well because the people that I've heard doing it have also complained about the, like, the hassle of getting their presents over with them on the holiday and things like that Wait, if you're going to do that that yeah. feels like a lot of hassle yeah yeah exactly yeah. I can understand doing it as a one-off I can understand maybe but uh, yeah I don't know like, if you're doing it every year it's like you're trying to run away from something yeah. I mean think of the girl with the grass skirt yeah <laughs> Maybe she wants to go away every Christmas. <laughs> hey, look, if anybody's seen The Impossible, 
the, the film The Impossible with the, the tsunami that hit on Boxing Day. That family went to somewhere sunny, nice and abroad on Christmas. I had a nice Christmas day, but then Boxing Day was a different story. So I, I, that film, I saw that film at the cinema twice. My, no, um, people don't know about that film. Kevin Hart actually played Impressive. everyone in it. <laughs> <laughs> AJ, our headmaster at primary school actually was in that tsunami, wasn't he? He, uh, came back. he was there when it happened. Oh, he came back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, that, yeah. I forgot and, about that. Yeah, literally, I was, it just sprung into my mind as you said it then. That would just be like, doesn't mean anything unless you've listened to, I think, every pod that we've done on multiple topics for the last like six months whenever i think of jack in primary school now i just think of the matrix which is just a combination that i just shouldn't think of <laughs> at all what, are you going to see the new matrix on wednesday i won't be going out before christmas but i will see it I'll oh yeah sure. you're talking about it, yeah i yeah. think um it's going on demand as well um unless you're saving to see it um no that, that's something you want to see on the big screen uh, big screen uh, when i think yeah, you want to see LPH think... on the big screen when I think of Jack in primary school, I think of him being the only Chelsea fan in the school the day after the day after they got knocked out of the Champions League by Liverpool. I saw him outside the gate before he went in. Newspaper with the photographic evidence of the ball on past the line in hand. Already had tears in his eyes and he hadn't gone through the gate. And he said, I'm going to show fucking everybody. And he went yeah. in there. He went in there. Newspaper held high. Fair play to him because it was just a swarm of United well, in the yeah, language of a sailor in about year six. Yeah, nothing's changed really. I was outside uh, St. Leonard's school today saying, why did Charles' game not get cancelled yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking bastard. Newspaper in hand. <laughs> yeah, you fuckers. <laughs> screaming at his kid in year one. Like, what happened? I am glad oh, no. that Alex has painted the picture there because that's if you said to me, Jack in primary school, I that's exactly my thought. The story he told, <laughs> I'm going up to bat for Charles. I've got Jack as he is now, but just like about four and a half foot tall. And just <laughs> ready to go on and escape. That's why some Liverpool fans in here. Like in a cartoon where they just got the same clothes on and they just shrunk down a bit. <laughs> um, if we look at the message behind it, Jingle All The Way, the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, my father vows to get his son a Turbo Man action figure for Christmas. Um... Wasn't Christmas better when you actually sounds ungrateful here? When you actually got things you wanted for Christmas in the sense that you couldn't go out and get it for yourself is essentially what I'm getting at. Yeah, so you actually yeah. had to wait. Most things but if it's something you particularly want now, either you're not gonna ask it over Christmas because it's gonna be that expensive and you've got to kind of save for it or whatever, or you probably bought it for yourself previously. Yeah. It's just a cycle of your mum or people saying, well, can you give us some ideas for Christmas? And you're going, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll come up with some stuff and then never producing anything. So. <laughs> yeah, I've got to Yeah. That, that's something that, that's such a sad tradition to die out of. Mm. Everyone getting an Argos catalogue and just writing everything out that you wanted. I remember once, I think I got one of these Hot Wheels set and it was, one of those electronic ones with batteries that fired the cars around the set. And there was like a gunge pit and you got gunge with the Pot Wheels thing. And on the first, virtually on Christmas Day, I set it all up and I put the gunge through the shooter for the cars. It just wrecked, wrecked the whole thing. Broke it on day one. It's like, fuck. Never understood the hype behind scale electrics if we're talking cars. If you go fast, it comes off the track. 
And if you don't go fast, I don't really see the point. Well, you've got to get it just right, don't you? You've got to go just so you can get it fast point. enough yeah. to write your... He was driving sensibly, playing ski electrics. He's not driving sensibly. It's somewhere between, isn't it? Thank That's God like you a... don't drive, because obviously you're already thinking, <laughs> I've got to go 100 miles an hour, or I'm not bothering. That's the actual reason I failed my test. <laughs> <laughs> just kept coming off the track. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> um, the night before, thoughts on going out on Christmas Eve? So I've heard, I've heard, I've never done it, but I've heard that going at like the Christmas Eve is one of the best nights to go out on in town. That that's what I've heard. Yeah, it is until the next day, as I said, <laughs> on Christmas. So my brother, ever... my, I Jack strikes remember. me as someone that's been out on Christmas Eve. I've only ever done it once. I think like it's such a good night because everyone that's out like has absolutely no inhibitions about Christmas. Like their life is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> or they haven't got a family, so they get extra, extra loose and extra fucked on. Like numb the pain, so there's always something <laughs> interesting that happens. And there was this one time we were out. Um, I think I've got the video on my phone, so I'll send it around you all later. I've still got it. It's this like massive, massive, massive woman trying to grind on a lot of the people that we were with. And she ended up, ended up getting spat on by someone. And then it was like a super bad scenario where it landed on her leg. And she was grinding up and down someone else and there was spit all over someone's trousers. <laughs> and like, it was, like, it, it was meant, I, I've literally got the video. I was sending it up. A couple um, of months later, a pandemic started. Yeah. <laughs> but that oh, was, yeah. yeah, I got home at like 4.30 in the morning. Oh. And um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't enjoyable, and it's the only time that I have gone out at Christmas Eve. Boxing Day Christmas is always the best. I, I, may, I may have an experience close to that this year, or let's say a bit of a hybrid of the two. So this is my first Christmas where I'm actually not going to be with my family in Gloucester. Oh. You win. You buckled. You, I'm going, you. All yeah. the things your mum's done for you, and you're abandoned. No, 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 no. It works out. It works out quite <laughs> well. It works out quite well because my brother, home cooking. my brother, my brother and his missus were were down there, and this last year, so it's my turn to go elsewhere. Get that rotation in. I'm never going to see my brother on Christmas again. But we, anyway, when you got options like Alex and Bert. Yeah, I'm. Um, so we're we're going up. We're going up to Derby with her family, and uh, I think it's going to be quite a wild experience based on my experiences with that family so far. They're, it's one of those where you never find yourself without a drink in your hand. Last time I was up there. We're, last time I was up there, I ended up at the back of a taxi with a beer keg in my hand, swaying, trying not to throw up in the taxi. I thought for sure you were going to say ambulance then. So that's a lovely, <laughs> not this time. We did that. It made our Christmas special a two-parter last year. Yeah, yeah, it did. So but I just mum at home going, Christmas is going to be better this year if we got Ben home this time. <laughs> yeah. But, we, but their Christmas Eve tradition is they go to the church... But it's not like a yeah, religious it. thing. It's quite a wild, wild. Going to the church, not a religious thing. No, it's like laid room. back. It's laid back. It's laid back. It's not intense at all. That it's just that. But they're all going to be smashed by the time they get there. So, <laughs> so this, this seems actually the opposite. Really, it's actually offensive. 
Yeah, yeah. As disrespectful as you could Let, be. Call it, call it a, drink, a drink merry. A merry, a merry. They'll be very merry by the time that they get there. And then oh, we'll work it back. Is it? No. Neck in the wine. <laughs> no, not cutting it. Is this like uh, a broken from the night before? Where yeah, it's going to be, a, I'm going to be thrown up in the middle of the aisle. So, but her, her, her dad as well, he's still, he's like, uh, he doesn't go to sleep Christmas Eve. He's just up all night and he dresses as Father Christmas and, Comes in. He comes in. He comes in dressed as Father Christmas into everybody's room to get a photograph. It's just one of those things that probably sounds a lot more normal until Alex said that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I go around my girlfriend's parents' house. It, it, they all get pissed and go to church. <laughs> And then at 4 a.m. they come in dressed as Santa and take photos of me. As, I, as I'm saying this, as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm starting to get really worried now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified for you. You keep an eye on your drink, Alex. I've got visions of uh, like in wedding crashes when the when the sun goes comes into the room at night. <laughs> Soft mattress. Soft mattress. Okay, I'll get you some of those Alex. drinks. Those uh, drink spiking covers, just in case, mate. Yeah, we're going to ask Alex first episode back. How was your Christmas set? I want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very quietly. He won't be on the Christmas special next year. He's got PTSD. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, I guess that leads me on to the next one I had. Um, My favourite, the Harold and Kumar Christmas special. I'll ask Jack, um, because we've just heard about um, the other side of Alex's uh, family there. <laughs> Jack, do you have to go to uh, any special measures to um, impress Sarah's family at Christmas? Just turn up, really. I think... Slick your hair uh, back or something. The, the bar's set pretty low. I mean, the first ever time that I met Sarah's mum was after a, a work Christmas party at the Daffodil in Cheltenham, and I was absolutely steaming. So, <laughs> it, I didn't. I didn't want to get a lift home from Charlton in a taxi because it would cost too much. So Sarah said, "Oh, I'll come pick you up." And she was with her mum. Like, oh. <laughs> She's done. She you wasn't dressed as Santa, was she? In the back seat? No, she, she wasn't. And uh, yeah, she. I think she. I, I wasn't. I didn't make. Wasn't made for great conversation at that point. So I didn't shine myself in the best of lights. I don't think. Um, there's no special lengths that I go to. It's usually quite kind of set. I have Christmas Eve around one set of like in-laws or parents or whatever and then Christmas Day usually with my parents so it works out pretty well most of the time it's exactly what's happening this year so it's not really any special me- measures that I go to it's mainly you see that Alex Jack puts his foot down yeah <laughs> well that day but that's the they they're all local aren't they yeah but well, we're coming back down so we're only doing Christmas Day Derby and Christmas Eve and then we're coming straight back down for Boxing Day Christmas Day Derby Alex that's yeah. a scrap <laughs> It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. <laughs> to be fair, I did go to Germany, I think like 2016, to see Sarah's family for Christmas in Germany. That was kind of good because seeing like the German Christmas markets actually in Germany are just like shit all over us, basically. Do you know yeah. what's Koblenz when we did it with school or did Leo? Was that enough for you? I did both. Yeah, Koblenz. If you remember it, Koblenz. Was that one any more successful than the Leo trip? <laughs> um, yeah, um, barely. I mean, it. I don't know if you remember Mr. Sullivan, the IT teacher. Um, Ooh, we're, we're all like, going, yeah. yeah, we're all like screaming, keep, keeping everyone up at um, stupid o'clock in the morning. He's coming to yeah, I, I do remember this actually. And I then, um, 
our entire room was made to get up at 5am and jog around the courtyard. Yeah, yeah. For about an hour as punishment. And um, Fuck it up. It was, it, to be fair, we made a good, best of the situation. We thanked him every time we went round for a good cardio. Um, this being said, I don't know what picture it paints of an old boys' school because um, the issue I had in my room was uh, there was one toilet for two rooms and um, the room next to us were... Um, seeing if they could all um, have a shit one on top of the other in the same toilet without flushing <laughs> and then leave it for our room. So uh, I don't know who had it worse, the room next to Jack's I mean... or uh, the room I was in. <laughs> <laughs> the room I was in, actually, um, there was a kid in there just it kept playing uh, Rockstar by Nickelback on repeat before it had actually come out in the charts over here. So somewhat of a trendsetter. <laughs> and he did it in America before uh, he'd just come back. Um, I actually remember complaints as well because that was England versus Croatia with that Paul Robinson mistake and we were listening oh. to I think someone had a radio we were listening to it on the radio the difference there. I remember playing Mario Kart on the coach <laughs> um, if I ask you this last one then TK in the spirit of um, Die Hard um, would you ever infiltrate the Nakatomi Plaza, kill the boss of the company, and attempt to steal millions in bearer bonds? I think, I reckon, we're probably a couple of years away from that, frankly. Uh, I'd say it's, <laughs> as, as life gets a little bit more desperate, I think eventually that seems an inevitable conclusion to one of my Christmases. When you rewatched uh, Alex, is such an Alice in that, that, that piece of work. Yep. Hans. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christmas TV specials then, uh, similar kind of uh, context to the films. Uh, I rewatched the Inbetweeners Christmas Party episode the other day, and I'm not going to ask you anything to do with uh, Christmas parties because we've done that. But I was going to ask about um, the last days of school before breaking up for Christmas. The most vivid memory I had, and I feel it was always the last day before we broke up, when you finished a bit earlier, was the draw for the Champions League last 16 <laughs> being on that day before you broke up? And this was before any of us could just Google it on our phones back then. What would that have been like? Most of that, I think we left in like 2009 or something like that. Was this Mr. McKay? No, I just remember you had to rely on someone either having the computer room they could get to or someone having a relative who could text them the draw as yeah. it was coming through. But I just had flashbacks of finding out that we'd drawn Liverpool the year that... Um, we were robbed and ruined the Champions League for me, actually. Mm. Um, Ryan Babel and uh, Gerard uh, died in their way to success. <laughs> so you, oh, it's it's all right. You, you won't have any such issues recent in recent times. If you didn't like the Champions League, it's been perfect for you. It's funny uh, you should mention uh, top, top Champions four League at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Yeah. Go on, Jack. Yeah. Little, oh, blimey. There's a teacher called Mr. McGill, isn't and, um, Can you stop saying people's names? <laughs> it's not like it's good <laughs> listen, is it? It's not exactly a bad story. You well, say that. You say that. It's better to be safe. All right, okay. We don't, well, we don't know where where, going. Right, you want to say where you worked at 10 years ago. There was a geography teacher <laughs> that just sacked off our last lessons before we broke up for us to go and try and find out for him what the draw was because he couldn't find out. So he sent us into groups, to different IT groups, to try and Google the um, Champions League draw and bring it back to him, printed out. And the first one did it got chocolate. I think I seem to remember. 
Imagine if they, they, they fucked it up like they did this year. <laughs> Get back out there. <laughs> All right. Um, Christmas special of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond that you would have seen on TV uh, in your mornings before school. What's this? There's an episode with the, Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. The toaster, there's an episode where the mum's trying to return the toaster that uh, she's been bought. I think she then finds out it was engraved, actually. But the question is, have, ever you, have any of you ever secretly returned anything that you have bought for Christmas? Alex, you strike me as the type. Uh, not in my adult years. I think I asked for a present to be returned when I was a kid. I got the, it was a little Star Wars toy and I wanted the Naboo fighter. And I got given the, um, it's the ship that you see at the start of the Phantom Menace that goes and gets destroyed in the droid hangar. Um, yeah, so I, I could, that's the only thing that I can think of that I asked to be returned. So you're ungrateful, basically. This guy, this guy. <laughs> I really want to return the Tyson Fury book. Well, I, I think it was more along the lines of, I I think it was from a grandparent and they got their like their wires crossed, even though like I was specifically asked which one I wanted and pointed to that one and they couldn't get it right still. So Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't hide um, my tears. <laughs> no real message beyond this, but I, I've been watching back the uh, South Park Christmas episodes and how wild uh, some of them were. I don't know if the Red Slay Down episode uh, means anything to anyone, but the synopsis alone would compare to any of the films we've had there where Cartman is so desperate to be on the nice list that he tries to bring Christmas to Iraq. Um Mr. Hankey takes him to uh, Santa Claus, who is then uh, shot down by uh, Iraqi fighters, who then take him hostage and uh, torture him. Uh, the boys then recruit Jesus to save him, which they do. Jesus is then eventually killed by uh, Iraqi fighters, and Santa says that from now on, Christmas should be about Jesus. It also has... Jimmy uh, sing 12 Days of Christmas for the entire episode. <laughs> um, some other highlights I had here. Um, Alan Partridge's Knowing Me, Knowing You with a uh, kidney dialysis machine and a giant Christmas cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Super, Super Hands declaring himself Father Spliffness in the uh, Peep Show Christmas episode. <laughs> And just that Black Mirror Christmas special, which catches me off guard oh, that's my favorite. every single year. Oh, you just reminded me to actually watch that. That's yeah. brilliant. Unreal episode. Proper head fuck of that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half long, about an hour and 20 minutes. But yeah, the, what happens to the, the young guy in there? Every time I'm like, I remember it being bad. I mean, it won't blow me. <laughs> yeah, this is nice. If you TK saw this without any context, he just flicked on one night and decided to stick around because I think he saw Rafe Spall and John Hamm and then was greeted by that. Yeah, as a, as a gateway drug to Black Mirror, that was like going straight in on heroin. <laughs> straight in <laughs> off the Everyone else went in because the Prime Minister had to go for a pee. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, you, you, really, you want to ease yourself in with nosedive if you're not new to you're new to Black Mirror, but to go in with Black Christmas, that's yeah. uh, fair play to you, mate. 
really, uh, no... really got in my head that as well. So I was then, <laughs> I, it was like I'd never thought that like, potentially anything could happen to you. You know, if you go <laughs> for some food, this could happen. Oh, okay. I just, I just obviously thought... a huge problem in my life. But... I just had the thought of like being blocked by everyone at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, more than that. There's no way of recommending Black Mirror without a disclaimer, though. For me, the biggest disclaimer was episode two isn't very good, rather than episode one is going to be quite a shock to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I've only got uh, two things left. Uh, we're going to do a floor of anyone to give me any of your Christmas gripes, and then I'll just uh, quickfire your Christmas favourites. Um, I'll start with um, advent calendars that have anything more than chocolate in it. Some of the things you see now, like whiskey advent calendars, cheese advent calendars, makeup advent calendars that cost about a hundred quid. I'm with you. I'm with you on this one. I actually got played. I actually got played on this. So I I've got a Christmas calendar from the missus, a nice Reese's Pieces chocolate one. Makeup she one said, and I said to I said initially we said we weren't going to get each other one. So I was like, all right, okay. And then she turned up with that one. I was like, shall I get you one as well? And she's like, oh, no, 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 because I don't eat the chocolate. I don't eat the chocolate ones. I don't, like, I won't eat it. It's fine. I was like, okay, okay. Anyway, in front of my family, uh, she said, she passed comment that, oh, Alex, I got Alex an advent calendar, but he didn't get me one. But you said you, you said you didn't want one and you wouldn't eat the chocolate. I said, there's plenty of other ones out there. They do a Yankee Candle advent calendar. I was like, Yankee Candle Advent Calendar. Yeah. Like, yeah. Funny you should say that. You were into for Christmas. I was, I was given a uh, Yankee Candle Advent Calendar, and I it was assuming it was going to be chocolate, so I opened up door one and didn't even look at it. It's chewed on the Yankee Candle. I'll give it away. I was just greeted by a candle. I was like, "The fuck is this? Who gave me this?" Oh, I'm disappointed. I thought you were going to take a bite out of it. No, I'm not, quite, I'm not quite that thick. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad to think you think so much of me, Jay. <laughs> I don't know. You might have had a few drinks. I, I don't know. <laughs> Anything's possible after a few drinks. <laughs> Any other gripes that spring to mind before? No, uh, I, just, I just fucking love Christmas. I don't hate anything about it. All the, even the shit bits are good. Hmm. Uh, I'm not... Uh, this thing over giving out Christmas cards and then not giving out Christmas cards and just doing a post on Facebook saying, oh, I just wish everybody a Christmas, but I can't be bothered doing cards. Like, if you're not going to do cards, you don't need to say you're not doing cards and justify on social media. And I don't really get the, like, the card. I've never really got cards at all. You look at them for, like, a second. They've got the same text in them as yeah. all the other ones. You, like, and that's it. Like... See, like, actually, actually, I agree with you on this wholeheartedly, mate, because I've lived in my house now for coming up, this will be the third Christmas. So year one, when it's like two number, what's it, from Jack and Sarah, it's fine. When you're three years in and you still can't remember their names, <laughs> you've got to address them by their house number. Oh, no. Like, and we're getting cards through the door. We walk in, so we look at it from like Sally, Andy and whoever else and like their dogs and whatever. And like, what number are you? And I was like, what fucking house is this? Could you put your house number on the bottom, please? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, like, it's even worse that do I address it to the house number or do I just play Russian roulette? 
and just address it to someone. I just hope that it's the right house. I'm like, fucking hell. That, I, yeah. I've, I've got, <laughs> so something funny's happened this evening, actually. So we've, uh, we, so my, I've got some like, some friends of the family, really close friends. They're like, so almost a little bit like adopted parents to me in some way. They sent a Christmas card through and, uh, and, I'm dropping something around there tomorrow. Um, and uh, my mum, my mum just passed up and said, Oh, they sent the Christmas card through. And I said, Oh, okay, okay. And I was going to go and look at it. I sort of walked around the house because they're normally like put up somewhere else, couldn't find it anywhere. I said, Oh, well, where's the Christmas card, mum? I said, Oh, I've, I've chucked it. <laughs> You've chucked the Christmas card. I haven't even looked at it yet. And it's addressed to all of us. And I was like, Oh, yeah, no, I don't keep them. I don't keep the Christmas cards. They just, because they create clutter around the house. Right. To my right, and there's two Christmas cards on the windowsill from somebody else entirely. So, so you don't you, you don't like these people, do you? It's on ranking. I've told her, I've told her that I'm throwing her under the bus and I'm saying to them, so look, I didn't get to see your Christmas card because my mum chucked it and don't expect one off of her because she's told me to tell you that she's not getting you a Christmas card. But she's, she doesn't mean it in a bad way. So, yeah. Savage. Savage. Well, just uh, to close things out, I'll start with you, Alex, and uh, quick fire here. Um, Favourite Christmas film? Uh, Elf. Favourite Christmas song? Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Any Christmas song that's grown on you this year? Frustratingly, the sausage roll song. How's the sausage roll song? I've never heard that. What's this? You know, it's the the sausage rolls at Christmas, the one with the uh, lad baby Ed Sheeran and um... sing it. Huh? Yeah, sing, sing it. it. No, yeah, <laughs> I, can't can't. I don't sing that. There's no chance. Yeah. It's, it's 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 near the top of the chart. You you know who the lad baby guy is, don't you? <laughs> he always gets in Christmas number one, doesn't he? Yeah, it's it's that, but he's done a collab with Elton John and uh, and um, uh, Ed Sheeran this year. Real shame that you won't sing it for us, but uh, there we go. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> we wouldn't want spoilers on that, would we? <laughs> <laughs> Same question as Jack. Favorite Christmas film? Christmas with the Cranks. Underrated film, that. Favorite Christmas song? Um, Skinners have got a lot like Christmas, the Frank Sinatra version. Song that's grown on you this year? I haven't actually heard any Christmas songs, like, apart from, I haven't, I don't listen to the radio apart from Talk Sport, really. So, yeah, and all the other Christmas um, songs are pretty old, so I know them already. There's no room to grow on those. TK, favourite Christmas film? Four Christmases. Don't. And I tell you what, I definitely in that bath tank. Christ, that's one of the most depressed I've ever felt. <laughs> Another interview you can check out on uh, youtube.com slash footballingpod. Look at that, seamless. It, I guess you've got twofold. It depends if you want to go something that's actually nice and Christmassy or something I just like. Harold and Kumar might actually be for that sort of thing. But if you wanted a nice one, you know what? Muppet Christmas Carol might be the best version of any Christmas Carol. Yeah, I agree with that. Me, me, and Sean watching the Muppets film at the cinema is one of the yeah, probably one of the, it's, it's a worse cinema experience than watching Mr. Popper's Penguins. 
Christ. That's not, I, I remember seeing that one. It's not in the cinema, but I thought that's decent. Good little film, that. Yeah, try ask. This was the old cinema where you had to actually ask for what you were seeing. <laughs> yeah. um, TK, Solmus growing on you this year? Do you want my favourite one as well? or? Yeah, I forgot about that second question. So, Favourite Christmas song, Lonely This Christmas by Mud, really captures the essence of Christmas, that. Um, and it's grown on me. Yeah, Jack is right. What what modern Christmas song has actually been mm. any good? What about Darlene Love, Christmas, Please Come Home? No, no. Um, I heard that. Uh, I heard that the Yona Lewis one the other day, and that got <laughs> in my head. Despite the fact that I've always slated that song, it got right <laughs> in my head. So maybe that has actually grown on me without me realizing. I wouldn't it's say that sounds like a grown. It sounds it's grown on you like a like a leech. Not really. It's not. Doesn't you didn't sell that? Yeah, yeah. So more like a sort of like a disease that kind of crept up on me rather than a. Mm. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. Not getting your head. Blimey. Um, Favourite film for me probably will be uh, Harold and Kumar Christmas, if not then the night before. It's a close run thing. Um, real shame Jack didn't make the uh, Christmas viewing this year. Damn shame. That warehouse project really did wipe him out. Honestly, I was a bit dead. of a soul in that warehouse. I, I was dead for at least a week. I was violently ill day Monday and Tuesday, and then as my nausea like subsided, I then was struck down with the worst cold I've ever had. It was just we, we, for about a week. This is we how new variants. This is how new variants <laughs> are going. Yeah, Alex, <laughs> we were due to watch it on the Tuesday, and on the Monday, he texted me saying, "There, uh, I think I've, I think I've got COVID." <laughs> and then I said, oh, well, I doubt you'd be around tomorrow anyway. Well, I haven't, I haven't tested positive, so um, I can still come round tomorrow. Yeah, probably, I'll probably avoid that. Actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, no, you said that. Uh, Jack is Omicron. <laughs> Jack is walking Omicron. Omicron Alpha. <laughs> Favourite song this year might be some Darlene Love, you know. I've really been there. Uh, and probably... Um, I'd forgotten about <coughs> Mud, although it was in my Christmas rotation last year, but the song that's grown on me the most this year probably is Feliz Navidad. I think I had it on repeat in the office one morning. No, 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 no. For no. about 30 times, and I was going side to side in my chair. Honestly, <laughs> like, Feliz Navidad is me and a friend of mine will send it to each other like, throughout the year, just a gif of Feliz Navidad because it sticks in our head. And it drives us to insanity. And if, as soon as someone says it to me, it now stays in my head for weeks. Yeah, that's not a bad song to have stuck in your head. It is. It is. Once you've heard it like a bazillion it's, times. You know, you know, usually when you listen to a song when it's in your head and you kind of get over it, this yeah, it adds, it adds to it, draws you in, sucks you right in. It's, it's a lot worse that? when you've heard a group of fans sing Feliz Navidad, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> now that's stuck in your head. You say, this shouldn't be there. This shouldn't. I've seen on social media lately um, Rick Rowling, which thankfully that did die a death, now seems to have been replaced by being John McGinn. Um, <laughs> where he essentially see a clip and then at the end John McGinn's face pops up and says, John McGinn, 
<laughs> and that's the, that's the extent of it so um, I think that does bring us to a close I'm thinking if everyone is available and I'll ask you this while we are recording um, <laughs> got some pressure. I mean everyone should really be done with things by the 3rd of January I don't think anyone can still claim they're doing things for Christmas then no, so that yeah. does give plenty of time so I imagine um, we can do our end of year awards then so tk get the suit ironed um and we'll do that again on the uh, 3rd of january i am assuming people are going to be christmasy on the 27th of december you'd assume correct yeah i'll be free if anyone wants to do anything <laughs> um, <laughs> not, not great that we're both well, i might be free <laughs> a lot of christmas games on that's in the evening nice little uh We'll, we'll, we'll reconvene before then but until then thanks again for listening to another edition of the spitballing pod this may end up on youtube depends on how i crop it down if not it will be on um, instagram video and when spotify sort their game out and add me to the top of their waiting list for video podcasts this will be replaced and it will be in a video form from then on so um, thanks for listening have a very merry christmas and we'll be back adios